Welcome, welcome to yet another edition of Fixing to Talk Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Brown, and today we've got a pair of WBL player interviews. That's right, we are being a series of interviews where we will have discussions with players from the WBL Wiffle Ball League in Massachusetts, South Shore Zone Wiffle Ball League. Uh, but before we get to those interviews, make sure you like and subscribe, follow on Twitter. Make sure you go follow the Cool Zone pod with Jonathan Sullivan and Mick Brown, the Foxborough Files with Dan Roach, Zach Lacey, and Mike Ayula, as well as Mountain Off Radio. And without further ado, let's get to it. All right, joining me now is the grandpa of the WBL. Some may say he's the gatekeeper. Uh, I don't think anyone's actually ever called him that, but I, I, just, I, yeah, I, I, just, I just anointed him as such. Uh, <laughs> one Dan Sadik. Dan, how are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Ryan. Thanks for having me on the show. It's, uh, it's always good to be uh, on Fixing to Talk Sports, you know? Yeah, we're, we're rolling through here with our WBL player interview series here. So, Let's start off by talking about your career accolades and stats, uh, of which there are some. <laughs> there are some. Uh, you have a career 442 OBP entering 2021, as well as a 294 ERA. That's 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 looking pretty good. Uh, you've got 60 career home runs in five seasons, uh, but somehow. You've never won an award in the WBL. You're, you, you tied for second in, for Cy Young in Most Improved in 2018, but that was the closest you ever came. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you know, can't, can't win them all. And for, <laughs> for some people, you can't win any. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, last year, you had a, a 4.57 OBP to go along with a 4.96 ERA. So you, you made some improvements at the plate. The, the pitching kind of fell back a little bit, but you're off to a hot start in 2021 on the mound. You're up there in the home run race early with those two dingers early on. Uh, that's got you tied for the league lead. So you're, you're, you're there right now, 2021, looking good for you. Uh, but let's circle back to you uh, in general. So let's start off with an open-ended one. It might even be the hardest question I ask you. Who yeah. is Dan Sadik? Who is Dan Sadik? So overall, I'm just a team guy, you know? I'm here for a good time, you know? I Overall, I just – I like to see people have a good time playing the game of wiffle ball. I know that's very cheesy. I'm competitive. And all the stuff we do, there's, like, degrees of, like, competitiveness with everyone. And I like to think I have a, a – good amount of it but at the same time you know like you know Dan Sadik is not someone who's going to flip a lid on a certain call I might question I might have a whatever but like ultimately I think I'm just I'm just there to like help the experience a little <laughs> bit you know if I can if I can shovel a little bit of good vibes onto the whole experience for me yeah I want to win and especially team format I want to fucking win more than anything. You know, uh, the last individual siege, uh, season we had, I lost in the finals to Zach. 
And that's like probably the closest I have to an, to an accolade, honestly, is a runner up um, WBL championship. Uh, yeah. One runner up to that, but you know, ultimately, yeah. To answer your question, simply Dan Sadik, who is he? He is just there to have a good time and to hopefully help everyone else have a good time. But at, at the end of the day, I do want to beat your ass. I do want to beat your ass. I do want a fucking title because I haven't, <laughs> I haven't won one, bro. Like I, the window's I've, closing. I've been, I've been a part of some teams of like individual ones, but again, you know, as uh, the Beanfield bums last year, we, uh, you know, didn't meet that mark. Hopefully going to change that narrative this year. You know, we're off to a pretty good start doing that. So I think, um, you know, maybe by the end of the, this year, if you ask me that same question, it'll be uh, who is Dan Sadik? And hopefully I'll be able to tell you that Dan Sadik's a WBL champion by that point, but I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> we will. All right. So I want to get into your sports background here. Like what sports were you playing growing up as a kid uh, through, through the years? So, you know, recreationally, just like pretty much, you know, everything for the most part, but more specifically, you know, basketball, baseball, you know, football, uh, which, you know, we still do that I'm trash at, but um, tennis as well, you know, and over time, there's been some that have trickled in like golf, but growing up, it was mainly, you know, your, your backyard sports, right? Baseball basketball football like the mainstays we dabble here and there with a little bit of roller hockey but it was never a it was never a mainstay we never made like big big deals about it but you know growing up definitely those core three were always a big part of what was going on and um competitively you know growing up basketball you know took shape baseball as well Baseball only had a certain shelf life for me, though. Um, you know, played up, you know, through 10th grade for town league and then ultimately got into tennis. Played, I played so much tennis when I was like a little kid, like camps, summer camps, you know, just a lot of that stuff that I didn't really get to have any of it pay off until uh, sophomore year in high school when Cardinal Spellman finally made a tennis team and we were able to do that. And But, yeah, overall, dude, there's just a diverse taste in sports for me personally. I know same can be said for you um, and others in the league, but yeah, it's just a diverse taste and like someone who wants to be good at multiple things. Right. And growing up, you know, a lot of kids, I feel like want to be good at multiple sports. That's why you see a lot of multi season sport athletes, what have you. And, you know, back then it was like, all right, whatever we can do, whatever's going to be the most fun we're going to do. And those three, you know, baseball, basketball, football, they always, you know, took the main cake as long as we could do it outside. Mm -hmm. Now you're one of the uh, OGs of the WBL, the original founding members, uh, the founding fathers, as some people like <laughs> to refer to them as. Yeah. Um, so you remember the good old days of playing in your backyard where we're basically playing on <laughs> this narrow ass backyard where if you pull it, it's just going into a woods or it's hitting off a fence. <laughs> uh, but when we originally got the idea of 
forming the WBL, making a wiffle ball league, what were your first thoughts about that? So we're talking like going into that initial stage, right? Yeah, 2013, we make the WBL. What are your first thoughts when we're like, oh, I guess we're playing wiffle ball because we can't play tennis baseball in Ryan's driveway anymore. Yeah, we outgrew that. And, And yeah, I think that was around the same time we had outgrown my backyard for football. If not somewhere along those lines, we had outgrown. Yeah. Cause then we migrated to the park, but what my thoughts overall was like, okay, you know, I, in my head, I knew immediately my backyard, there's a shelf life here for what we can do. There's a ceiling, not a high ceiling, but it was more so like we started to introduce, right some of Nick's friends like Mike, Jonathan, DR was uh, the first time I ever saw DR was in my backyard playing wiffle ball. First time I ever met the kid. Um, but yeah, just my, my thoughts overall was just like, Oh, I, I hope this works. I hope, you know, this is something that isn't just a quick fad that we breeze through. And then it's like, that's it. And, Oh, you know, the baseball thing was fun while, while it lasted, but we can't actually do it because up until then, that's all it was, was tennis baseball. Uh, you know, with the plastic bats and, you know, throwing hard. It was pretty much, and changing speeds was the name of the game. And it was a matter of like, all right, we're at an age where, you know, we were all like 17, 18, at least like the core, we're all like 17, 18. Um, And it was like, yeah, starting to like competitively amongst each other play wiffle ball. I honestly had no idea like what it was going to look like you know, down the line, you know, cause initially it was like, Oh, cool. You know, like I remember that first like season or whatever in the backyard, you know, our, everything was very, very like loose, right. The home run mark in, in right field over, over the, uh, the trees by Marcus's yeah. fence, very subjective. There's a lot of subjectivity that even came into when we were playing at Zach's because of, you know, there was a lot of judgmental calls that you had to make. And I'm just like, credit to us for not killing each other over all that shit, but also being able to make it work and being able to keep interest and sustainability is something I didn't know that we were gonna be able to to do. Mm -hmm. But eight years later, we clearly have, and we've made it better. And the formats have changed, People have come and gone, what have you. But it was like, there's a combination of things. It was like, oh, who are we going to be able to have here? Who is going to be able to stay in the week? Who's going to actually care? Is it going to be fun? Like, there's a lot that goes into it. Football was a tried and true thing. And I'm glad that we did the wiffle ball thing. And I'm glad we committed to it because it's some of the most fun that, you know, we've had and that we, you know, we do have. Mm-hmm. And I also do think comparatively to the FBL, there's the, the skill gap is more manageable with wiffle ball, or at least for us it is because even if you're not a great quarterback or you can't run the best routes or you can't cover great routes or whatever, you're not the quickest guy, whatever the case may be, you can contribute in a number of different ways in wiffle ball. And we've, we've seen that in abundance, you know, there's, there's many different types of players and yeah, for, for a little bit, I didn't know how long it was actually going to last, but 
we're taking it the distance. I can tell you that <laughs> we're running this shit as long yeah. as we can. I can tell Seriously. you that for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I, you kind of got into it a little bit, but what do you, and now you're, you're, we're doing the team format. You're on the bean field bums. Repping yep. the hat. I see repping the team merch. Uh, so what do you enjoy the most about playing for the bums? What I enjoy most about is, and yeah, I, I alluded to, to this a little bit, but it's the care factor and it's the investment that I like a lot about playing with the bums because, you know, going into this year, we had to replace somebody and we had to bring in someone new and that whole process took a while. And, um, you know, when we came about who we were bringing on and trying them out and all that, since then, like, not just the games in general that we've played in, but off the field, if we want to schedule a little practice, even if it's just for like an hour and get reps in, our fourth player, Sato, is from Milton. And obviously me and Nick being right across the street is easy. Jonathan's right down in Whitman, but we're able to hold team practices pretty much whenever we, we want on less than a 24 hour ba uh, notice basis. So that means the guys care on the team. Um, the toxic levels on the team have, have lowered a bit since last year. They're still there. I mean, come on, you know, what are the bums if they can't be a little bit toxic? Um, so, but it really is the investment. It's like, I can look around Jonathan, Nick and Sato and be like this. I, I know this won't be enjoyable or this won't be, or this like will be enjoyable because at the very least we're going to try, we're going to care and no one's going to mail it in. No one's going to, no one's going to like, just, I don't know, like ruin the experience, ruin the fun or tank us or be a complete liability, whatever. The vibes are always, even if a little bit salty at times, it's with good intention. And again, we've practiced, I can't tell you how many times, you know, and it's not like it's a perfect science, but all I can tell you is it's some of the most fun I've had because, you know, again, I feel like there's been improvement and Again, it feels like a team. It feels like we all we all care about it. And I think every team, you know, cares about it. But there's again, there's levels. And Nick as coach does a good job of that too, because you know, sometimes, you know, he's the one that's, you know, he's running these practices. You know, we're doing drills and we're not just going out there and slapdicking it. You know, to some extent we're slapdicking it, but we are we are running some shit too. You, you guys are running drills, man. No, I mean like like basic, but like, right? All right, Ryan, hold on. I I don't mean to go off, but let me give you one real quick, right? Okay. First first week of the year, I um, uh, same as you know this past week, I got a loss in the second game of the first series, but that first uh, game I pitched, I was pretty much fine. I let up a, a few runs, but the walks, I had like four or five walks that day. I didn't walk a single person last week. And part of that is a drill that we've started doing when we do get together. What we'll do is say, just use me for example, we'll put me on the mound. 
we'll do a three inning simulated game, but whoever's up at the plate, every at bat, every, you know, batter that you face starts off with three balls already. So you only get, you only get one, one waste pitch really, but you got to make a strike in those two pitches. And then, so it's hitter versus batter. And then after three innings, hitter comes up, he'll pitch to me. It's been me versus Jonathan. And it's been effective, man. You know, again, we, our control was, was insanely, at least my control was much more improved from the first uh, slate of games and just our numbers, the walks were down and um, you know, stuff like that. It's not like, you know, it's not like Nick's having us run suicides or anything. <laughs> we, well, when you said drills, my, my mind went to like running like <laughs> the North Carolina drill in basketball or like freaking like dribbling yeah. drills or whatever like shagging, like, like doing pop-ups and whatnot. And, and I'm just in the outfield and I'm just, they're taking grounders. Right. I'm, so we, I'm, we, we have done some of that. Yeah. All right. But also like, oh, I, and there's just one more thing I wanted to add there. There has been benefit from that too, because like, right. When we, when we brought in Sato, we got to figure out, all right, is this kid better at ground balls or can he track fly balls? Well, I started hitting this kid fly balls with wind. He was catching everything. And that's all he's done so far in the field. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for any of the teams or anyone else that might be listening, I know it's like, oh, you guys are practice. Oh, my God. But, like, honestly, bro, like, it helps just to get out there for a little bit. Like, mm. it helps. And it's just – it's good. It's good. It's good for the team. I heard the Snowflakes try to have a practice before last week's games, and unfortunately that didn't happen. I hope they can get out there soon. Mm. Now, I need you to put on your uh... – captain your gm hat so if you could be the bums hat uh captain for a day uh who would be one the one player in the league that you would trade for oh oh, oh wow if i was the bums captain one team i could trade for and it's like, do I have to like give the package? Like, do I have to say who we'd give no, up? Like, no, 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 no. Right. I don't need who you would have to give up. I just need the one player that you would trade for. That's not on your team. Who would it okay. be? Okay. So going through this, I'm just going to assume I can't pick a captain. Um, pick whoever you want, man. Yeah. No rules. Yeah. I guess that's I guess that's fair. Um, Anyone not on your team? Who would you, who are you trading for? Yeah. I would trade for Alec because again he provides a consistent bat to pitch rate to pitching ratio where you know you could use him like really effectively um, notably uh, in their last game against the snowflakes this past week, Will Mike, you know, not shaming Will Mike, but Will Mike pitched uh, the full game. They en ended up dropping that game, but Alec still had, I believe two innings left of eligibility. So did Matt. Um, so stuff like that, where like, I see Alec as a player as, you know, a really good hitter. Um, he hit a home run at Zach way uh last week that 
you know, that place was hard. That fence, you know, I know you didn't see it. There wasn't a stream, but it looked like, it looked like we were playing at like the Rockland freaking stadium. Like I know that's hyperbole, but like the way it felt like the fence was a million, a million miles away and the wind was a factor too. And it was pouring rain during their games. Um, I think, and he's a knuckleballer too, right? It's just, it's a factor that is really effective. Some people can hit it. Some people, most people have issues. Um, and it would just be a really, really good wrinkle for the team. Not that there's other really good players that would help, but Alec is the one guy where I'd be like, oh, that'd be pretty fucking sick to have. All right. Now, I know that without me in the league, uh, you know, rivalries of uh, the number of rivalries have kind of plummeted uh, <laughs> league wide. But uh, who would you say is your biggest rival in the league? You can you can answer this as like a from a bums perspective or from a, a DS perspective. Biggest rival in the league. You know, there's a time where this would be fairly easy for me. Um, but it's just in the second half, we'll have to see if he's there. Cam Mooney would be, would be one, but again, he's, you know, he's got school and all that stuff right now. We'll see um, what happens with that. But uh, yeah, I think I don't have like a personal rival so much. I'm going to have to lean with the bums on this one. I think the bums, have a rivalry with the snowflakes. I don't know that it's, I don't know. And I guess that's just coming off of that last series we had, you know, it was, you know, we won the first one, the the first game we dropped the second game and a one to zero shutout. And Marcus sh- shut us out. Uh, was ta- was talking that shit afterwards, you know, which, Hey, all the credit, you know, you win, have at it. Then we won the next one. And, you know, again, there's, you know, when we officiate and ump these games, you know, there's question marks, whatever. And, but I think that over the course of this, especially first half, the snowflakes four and five, definitely not where they thought they'd be right now. And we've been playing some pretty good ball sitting at six and three, you know, right there with uh, the RCCs. And um, yeah, I just think team to team, the snowflakes would be closest um, you know, they were mocking us for calling Nick coach and stuff. Oh, is that your coach? Oh, is that your coach? You know, throughout like last series. And I just think those person, our personalities clash a little bit on the field. Um, and yeah, again, uh, I don't have a personal rivalry right now. I just, I'd be forcing it if I tried to say one. Fair enough. So if you could, uh, fill in my shoes for a day as a WBL commissioner, What's the first thing you would change about the league? If I could fill in your shoes as commissioner. It's tough because like there hasn't been like too much controversy or conflict. I feel like, like there, there's been a little bit, but um, Oh, that's see, like, that's hard. So far, you've done like I. I wouldn't. I'm not sucking you off. I'm not trying to at least. But I mean, there hasn't been. I haven't really had any qualms or anything besides that first week. Um, stars of the week. That's the only you know gripe I'd have. Uh, but um, yeah, I I would say 
trying to figure out uh, trying to figure out a better system or maybe a more like black and white system cut and dry system of like um if this team doesn't have this person then and and not that not that there's any like whatever's happening right now with that i understand because the hanks undermanned all of that but like maybe in the second half i don't know if it's something that can be talked about a little bit more but just more of like the scheduling when it's like when there's exceptions made or if there's like you know this person's going to play or they're you know this per- this team's not going to have this person so they don't want to play these two teams they'll play you know this team that's like i understand it but it my head does get rattled um a little bit when it's like well the hanks aren't going to have you know this person so they don't want to play you know whoever or no i'm sorry the rccs aren't going to have matt so they don't want to play anybody but the hanks it's like uh-huh. It's like, all right. It's like, I get it, but. I was, point... I was going to say, just, you're just not going to name names. So. <laughs> oh no, I'm naming names. So I got them mixed up, but yeah, it's like the RCC is sitting there going, well, we don't have Matt. So we're only playing the shittiest team on paper, on paper. Not that the Hanks are the shittiest, but on paper. Um, so Jeez. I just, I don't know, man. I don't, I just don't. I don't like it. And I, and I know it's not easy. It's, you know, schedules and everything like that. You know, we're lucky to be playing, you know, overall, like I'm happy for that. However we can do it, but yeah, like at at some point it's like, all right, like, no, if if you're willing to play one team, you should be willing to play any team. Yeah. I hear you. But I I digress. So moving, circling back towards you now, yeah. Uh, what's one area of your game that you want to improve on the most? It's still hitting. It's uh, it's still hitting. And I think I put more emphasis this off season on my pitching because overall, you know, we didn't pitch. None, no one on the bums really pitched to what their career averages would lend themselves you know to be and yeah like there was just a lot of that and I felt like I felt really exposed I felt like going into the season I honestly thought if I don't change or if I don't try to develop at least one more pitch or two more or fix a few things or again just get reps in as much as possible then then I'm not going to be a reliable two or reliable in general on the mound. Um, so going into the year it was pitching. And I think so far I've accomplished that, or at least I've, I've established like, you know, I honestly, when we were working out and like getting spring training and stuff and doing the, a lot of that work with Sato to like get him up to mm-hmm. speed, I literally was only like solely working on two different pitches, two different, three different grips really. And working on that, just that I scrapped probably, I don't know, 80% of my repertoire going into the season and just revamping because it was getting too predictable, repetitive, and I couldn't replicate my good pitches. But now, you know, two home runs, I'll take it. But my average is just 
it's mediocre and I have to improve on that. I have to find more ways to get on base and my plate discipline has been lacking. Like usually if I'm not hitting the ball, I'm getting on base via walk, you know, a fair amount. I think I've only had like maybe two, maybe three walks this year. Three, I believe is the number. Three, yeah. And nine games played, which, you know, again, you know, I'm batting under 300, needs to be better. So, yeah, it's it's hitting. And we've, we, you know, we've been trying that. There's just only so much you can do when, you know, you're throwing with your own team and you're not, you know, you're not throwing Zach up there for two straight innings or, you know, whoever else, you know, that's hot, Alec or Matt, you know, you can't really replicate the entire league's pitching um, in your driveway. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's the hitting. It's the, what can I do at the plate to really just help? You know, I don't need to crush the ball if I do great, but I just need to get on base. So, yeah. So, you know, that we have the expansion team coming in soon later on this year. I do. Uh, what are your expectations for them? <clears throat> so I understand that they are, you know, they, they play baseball and all that, you know, they're, you know, athletically, they, they should be able to do just fine. It's, it's a matter of like them, them like, really getting into the swing of things and how long does it take for them a full team of new people, right? There's one thing when you just, you know, we, you know, you sprinkle in a Sato, you sprinkle in whoever, you know, that you might need. Um, and then they can get up to speed and you won't notice it as much, but you got a full team of new guys. So I really just think it's going to be a matter of how, how long does it take for them to, to really, figure things out and get into the ebb and flow of what, how we play. Not that it's like anything ridiculously hard, but like, yeah, you got one strike and, you know, on the mound, who knows, who knows what they look like. My expectations for them are a middling team. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think they will be a middling team with some nice moments, but ultimately they're not going to, I just don't see them being consistent enough. Um, with half half a season, whatever, the second half, you know, they might be able to beat up on, you know, if, if the Hanks are still, you know, struggling then, they might be able to get some wins there, maybe even against, you know, us here and there. But it's like, all right, do I – you throw them up against Matty Baseball and Alec for a three-game series, I just – I don't know. I see them struggling, you know, and really finding wins here and there, but really being – average all right so as we're winding down here with the interview with dan sadik i um i think it's time to put you in a in a little bit of a tough spot here so i'm Go gonna fire it. away some uh, rapid fire questions we're gonna put you in uh what some people might refer to as the electric chair oh shit okay yeah i'm, I'm gonna put put a minute on the clock and let's see okay. uh Let's see how many questions you can answer. All right. All righty. Describe yourself in one word. Chill. 
you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? Tom Brady. What's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? Take a piss. <laughs> Favorite movie quote? Favorite movie quote? Fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, fuck. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go with simple. Uh, stepbrothers, uh, did we just become best friends? Yup. What would you do on Mars? I'd golf. All righty. You uh, <laughs> got a whole whopping one. I actually didn't do too bad. Uh, I just was I not expect. I was expecting a different line of question. I don't know. You got five in. I, it made I, me I, think. You know, it's. Uh, I think that's so far. You're. Uh, you're. You're. You're not in dead last. In sole sole possession of dead last. You're. You're tied for dead last. But. Uh, okay. Okay. We'll take not. Not bad. We'll take. Not that. bad. Uh, that one. That that movie quote one really had you, as well as the one at the beginning. <laughs> yeah you go yeah i was just like oh god like what the fuck all right but before we uh wrap up things here uh, i got one more question for you so what would you say is the favorite part about your favorite part about playing in the wbl what what keeps you going what keeps me going in the wbl see like yeah, you asked me this question. You asked me this question. And it's like I'm coming full circle to the beginning of the goddamn pod. You know, what keeps me going is literally just like the league. It's it's everything about it. It's 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 the buy-in. It's we have numbers, we have people that care. Like, like everything, the amount of jokes, history, the lore, the the moments, um, you know, the Hall of Pain, well, you know, you being the first one in the Hall of Pain, I mean, like, moments like that. That's cap, bro. They, they keep still you. under protest. Or it's, it would be if Roddy Ryan were still with us. <laughs> oh, man. Those moments and everybody being a part of the thing and making it the thing that is what keeps me in because man, if we were all out there, like half assing it and barely, you know, doing the minimum, it wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't last it. We would do it for a summer and maybe two and that'd be it. But again, our group of, of friends, you know, we just, that's just how it happens with the, the buy-in, the investment and the competitiveness. It all makes it worthwhile for better, for worse, for good times, for toxic times, it it's all worth it. All righty. I think that's going to wrap it up for this one. You got any final thoughts, Dan, before we call it a wrap? Um, yeah, I had a couple final thoughts. Uh, you know, the bums were getting a lot of shit thrown at their way for being biased on the preview show for pumping up their own goddamn tires. They were 
you know, the bums were getting thrashed in the media unfairly, extremely unfairly. Some would say the bums are the worst treated team in the WBL. And it's, <laughs> it's a real shame. You know, it's a real shame. And I remember being on the preview show and like laughing, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to pump our own tires, but like, yeah, we have arrived in the sense of we're not going anywhere. We are sniffing the top. We're not going fucking anywhere. So you know what? For all the haters on the preview show, uh, you know, gave a shit for pumping our tires. I mean, right now it speaks for itself. We're six and three. I'm not going to jump the gun and predict anything, but Hey, we're right now. We did the talking right now. We're doing the walking still got to walk a lot of ways, but that's what we're doing. And I got one more um, concluding thought and that's fuck Duke. Why do these people keep doing this to me? <laughs> fuck Duke, bro. Sorry, not sorry. It is what it is, you know? Hate to see it. Pain. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. Uh, you know, but I said what I fucking said. Damn it. All right? If, if the bums were shitting their pants right now, the league would rightfully so be caving in on us. But the league ain't saying shit. Because we're walking the fucking walk right now. We're out there doing the damn thing. So we'll see. We'll see all y'all out there. We'll see expansion team in the second half. We'll see the Hanks when we see the goddamn Hanks. Who knows? A little bit of rain. And they cancel. So we'll see who's standing at the end of the day. And we'll see how teams uh, recover. You know, snowflakes, I think they'll bounce back. RCCs, can they, can they sustain it? All right, because if if they don't have Matt second half, whoo, whoo, who knows? But yeah, all that being said, the bums are fucking back. All right, Dan, it's been a blast. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you got all that off your chest there at the end. Yeah, uh, I we'll, to. we'll 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 talk to you down the road. Thanks for coming. All right, on. thanks, brother. I'll I'll talk to you later, man. All right, fuck you. All right, now joining me is a member of the Beanfield Bums, a former champion in his own right. That would be one Jonathan Sullivan. Jonathan, how are you? Doing well tonight, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing well. So let's let's uh, start off as we're continuing our WBL player series. Let's let's kick things off by going uh, going over your career stats and accolades. So. Uh, You've done well for yourself. I, I can't lie. You're a career 527 OBP and a, a 371 ERA entering 2021. You've got 84 home runs in five seasons. You were the 2017 most improved player, the 2018 doo-doo glove winner. And uh, I think most importantly for you, the 2019 WBL champion. And uh, last year, uh, you had a 5.12 OBP uh, to go along with a 4.21 ERA. So uh, last year, you kept your, your steady hitting ways. Uh, the pitching was what it was. Uh, but you, you've done well for yourself in the league since you, you joined full time. 
I, I can't lie. Thank you. Solo second MVP finish last year as well. Uh, I, I'm not. You got one vote, man. You got one vote. But uh, Solo second. So we're going to kick things off by uh, opening, uh, asking a more open-ended question. Might even be the hardest one for you to answer. I don't know. We'll see. Who is Jonathan Sullivan? Um, in terms of the WBL, you tell me who is Jonathan I'll, Sullivan. I'll answer this in terms of in terms of the WBL, because that's what this whole pod is about. Um, contact hitter, singles guy, glue guy, uh, not an ace on the mound, but trying to get better. Um. Yeah, consistent Hall of Famer, um, <sighs> champion. This is true. I did. I did forget that you are the sole member of the 2021 Hall of Fame class. So yes, there, thank there, you. There is that. Um, I love the WL. I don't think that's uh, you know, new news to anyone. I'm a big WBL guy. And I'm uh, I'm happy that the season has started. The bums record. I'm sure we'll get to that later. But the bums record is is good right now. Everything's good, healthy. Came into this season in the best shape of my life, and uh, ready to go. Hopefully, we can start getting the power numbers up a little bit going forward. But mm-hmm. as of right now, um, happy where happy where I'm at in uh, WBL. Now, talk to me about your sports background. What sports were you playing growing up as a kid, and how, how far did you get with, with them? Well, I, I played basketball, soccer, baseball. Uh, played flag football for a few years. Uh, if anyone knows me, I'm not, I'm not a big guy. So, you know, football just, just wasn't meant for me. Skinny guy growing up like you, Ryan. You know, football just isn't our, isn't our forte, so we're just not built for that. No. Nope. Um, we are not. But yeah, but most of my time was spent playing growing up when I was young. It would be um, baseball in the spring, in the summer, soccer in the fall, and then basketball in the winter. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I played soccer, but then I switched over to golf in high school. Big golf guy like you, Ryan. Uh, and yeah, played a little tennis in there too. You did not say that. But I, I basically played every sport like every main sport in, in like American terms um, competitively, except for hockey at some point. Hmm. All right. So let's talk about your entry point into the WBL. What were your thoughts when you first heard about the WBL and you came into the fold? Well, I'm trying to think. I actually, uh, you know, that I keep a lot of my text messages. So Nick and I were talking one time the other night and I was going back through like some of my text messages. I just like typed in like random words, like how you can go way back in iMessage. Mm-hmm. And there was a message in my phone from 2014 from Nick. And it's the first recorded message I think I ever have about WBL. And Nick texted me and invited me and little Mike over to play wiffle ball. And he said, we're playing wiffle ball down at Zach's house. If you want to come join us, by the way, Zach lives at the end of Franklin hunt road, which obviously we all know where Zach lives, but at the time (laughs) it was so long ago that we didn't know. And so I just played. Um, I really like it. You know, Nick, 
Nick brought me into the league. Like the the Munchkins were all uh, Nick's basically Nick recruits. So yeah, I mean I've just been hooked since the first time I played. Big wiffle ball guy, as I mentioned before, and uh, I just I love it. I love wiffle ball. I do miss playing at Zach Way. That's the old park, but I guess it was for the best uh, for the <laughs> league to move out of Zach's backyard and onto yeah. like a legit kind of field. Yeah, you think? <laughs> that was one narrow backyard, let me tell you. Uh, so, obviously, I, I mentioned you are a proud member of the Beanfield Bums, currently 6-3, and three, as you uh, so happily mentioned. What do you enjoy the most about playing on the Bums? Um, well, this year, what I enjoy most about the Bums is, is winning. I'm a big winning guy. So winning, winning cures all. Uh, in addition to Nick and I and DS and I, if I was like to rank like who I would say I'm like closest to in the WBL, it just happens that two of the kids I would consider myself towards like the top of the list are members of my own team, which certainly helps. You know, I'm not playing with like strangers like um, some other teams are basically. They, you know, they don't really talk much outside the WL, but we're constantly talking, you know, Nick and I, DS and I, even Sato to a lesser extent, but we're constantly communicating uh, throughout the week. And um, bums, we got, you know, we're just really close to each other. So, you know, a lot of people say we're toxic and stuff like that because we yell at each other, but I'd counter that with, we can, we are not afraid to yell at each other because we're so close with each other. Like if, if you're not that close with someone, it's a little weird if you like freak out at them. It's like, it becomes very awkward. Whereas, like, when we yell at each other, I know once we leave the field, we're going to be back on, uh, like, PlayStation party or something later that night because it's just, you know, just competitive guys. And I love that about our team. All competitive guys, we're there to win. Now, that's the main goal in the WBL. You know, have fun. But we're there. We're here to win championships, and that's what we want to do this year. And I know the whole team's bought in. So I, I love to see that. Now, I, I need you to put yourself in the shoes of Nick, who's your current team captain. If you could trade for one player in the league to bring to the bums, who would it be? Matt. Because he's, he's uh, the best pitcher in the league, and the bums have had problems pitching. Uh, they've been better this year. Um, I, I'm sure you have the stats. You put him in the power rankings. The Bums have been very good on the mound this year. But last year, you know, I think if we had had um, Matt as our, like, fourth player, an, an ace, I think we would have been right there for the championship. Um, so, yeah, that would be my answer. I know it's kind of like a probably generic answer. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, why wouldn't I take the best pitcher on our team? Because we've been lacking pitching. All right. Fair enough. So I know with uh, myself out of the, the, the picture now, uh, rivalries may or may not have become a, uh, a lost thing in the WBL. But uh, who would you say is your biggest rival in the league? And uh, I'll, I'll preface that you can answer this as from you can answer this from the bums perspective or your own individual perspective. Uh, I will answer this from the bums perspective. And I will say our biggest rival in the league is the Snowflakes um, because not only do 
we think that at the end of the year, it will be us and the Snowflakes 1-2 for the championship as long as Matt moves away. But also because we, Nick and I in particular, we have to deal with a teammate of ours that is a complete dog to the captain of the Snowflakes. And, you know, it's like constantly like if we're playing them and we get in an argument, like I, I, you, you get worried sometimes that our player is going to become a dog again and join the argument of the opposition team to ours. Uh, so for that reason, yes. I mean, we have to, where it's like mental games that we have to play. Um, you don't you know, believe that. The, you don't, I, actually, I do. you don't I do. actually believe that. I do. <laughs> but yeah, I would say the Snowflakes are our biggest rivals because we view them as our biggest um, obstacle to get over to become champions this year. So long as I mentioned that Matt leaves. If Matt was to be staying, then I would say the RCCs are our biggest rival. But we believe as a team, once Matt leaves, the RCCs will get notched, um, get slotted down a peg, and it will be us and the, the Snowflakes. So for that reason, the Snowflakes, I would consider um, our team's biggest rivals. All right. Now I need you to put yourself in the commission's shoes. If you were commissioned for a day, what would be the first thing that you would change about the league? This is easy, and it's so easy, and I don't know if you know where I'm going. but I'm Oh, sure I know right. where you're going. I would immediately outlaw stealing. No stealing in the WBL ever, ever, ever. <laughs> it is stupid. It is, it's so stupid. It's just ridiculous. I hate it. I, that's, that's, it that would be the easiest rule change I could ever, I could ever do. Hardly anyone does it because everyone realizes how like ridiculous it is and uh, yeah stealing a lot it right away all right so now back to you uh what what's one area of your game that you still want to improve on the most i know you've made some big strides over the years but what's the one thing that you still feel you need to improve on the most uh, my fielding um I, I was a doo-doo glove winner back in the day. I believe that my fielding, uh, you probably saw it last year. I, I would, I'd like to think that I've made some improvements there towards like a, a middle of the road fielder relative to the league, maybe a little bit below average, but not down at the bottom of the league. I would hope where I once was when it, yeah. when it came to fielding. It's fair. So I would like to become slightly above average. I still have some issues with ground balls. I still have some issues when the ball's spinning, um, but I, I need to, if the ball's in the air and as long as there's not much wind, there's no reason why you shouldn't catch it. And that goes for anyone. And that goes for me too, as well. So if I was to improve one, one area, even more, it would be my fielding. I think that could help out our team a lot. Um, you know, I'm never going to be in the position where I'm like the number one fielder on the team, but as a, as a, like a supporting role when it comes to fielding, I, I would like to become above average, at least at fielding, which I think could really help the team and help me as well, because you don't want to make errors. That makes you feel, you feel off when you make an error. <laughs> Let me tell you that that is a true statement there at the <laughs> end. Uh, let's move on to the expansion team. Uh, I know you're aware, well aware that the expansion team, it's going to be beginning play later on in 2021. What would you say are your expectations for the expansion team once they begin play? 
Okay. Uh, my expectation for them is one. I do hope that they play. As league pessimist, um, I I do have like there's certainly some you know reservations and doubts in the back of my head that they will play. But as long as they do play, my expectations are for them to be okay, but nothing special. These are young Johns. They're high school kids. Um, I don't know if they've ever played competitive wiffle ball before. I don't expect them to come in like throwing like moving pitches because you if you can't whip and you don't play wiffle ball, then I really would expect it to just really be lobs over the plate at the beginning, which I think we'll be able to tee off them. Um, I'm not sure how their hitting will be. I know that some of them are supposed to have baseball background, but once again, they're young. So I don't know how, you know, how much pop they'll have relative to, you know, kids in the league like DS, who's literally like 50 years old. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my expectations for them would be bottom bottom of the pack, probably above the Hanks. But in, in the second half of the year with Mac on, I would put them on par or maybe slightly below the RCCs if I was going to, like, uh, rank the teams. Okay. Now it's time to put you in a difficult spot here. We're going to go through some rapid-fire questions. Uh, some may say this is the uh, electric chair. So I'm going to put 60 seconds on a clock. See how many questions you can answer. Okay. Is it trivia? No. Okay. I like trivia, but okay. I, no, fine. definitely not <laughs> trivia. Okay. <laughs> All right. Where is the worst place you could get stuck? Anywhere? Anywhere. North Korea. What what would you do with a 15 minutes of fame? All the ads I could. If you were invisible, where would you first go? The White House. What is the one thing you own you wish you didn't? My PlayStation. What's your biggest on it? What's your biggest addiction? Reese's. I'm addicted to the Reese's the candy. How many books have you read so far this year? One. I'm, I'm actually surprised <laughs> the answer wasn't zero. <laughs> that's, that's that. what book was it? Uh, you, you wouldn't like it. It's it's called uh, <laughs> it's called um, fascism. A warning. Uh, the rise of the rise of fascism in the Western world by Madeleine Albright. She's a former uh, Secretary of State under Bill Clinton. That doesn't surprise me in the least. <laughs> All right. But uh, as we're winding down here, I got one more question for you. So when all things considered, what's your favorite part about playing in the WBL that keeps bringing you back each and every year? Um, the people. I, I like the people that we play with. Um, and... I think one of the best parts is just uh, like, I mean, it helps that like, I'm like, you know, not, not bad. Like at wiffle ball. I mean, if like, 
I, I, I tip my cap to the players that, uh, you know, aren't that good that show up every week. But like, I mean, you, everyone likes doing things that like they're decent at. So that's, that's why I just love it. I mean, you know, people, you do stuff that you like and I, I like it because, you know, decent at it. So yeah, that's, that's why I like most about the week. All righty. You got any final thoughts here before we wrap up? Um, thank you, Kamish, for moving the bums up one spot in the power rankings this week. God. Um, bless you for that. <laughs> on that note, we will sign off here. Jonathan, thanks for coming on. Gracias, Ryan. Freaking-